Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I just learned a valuable lesson. Trying to record this uh, program with your microphones on mute doesn't work. Yeah, welcome <laughs> to Locked On Mariners, ladies and gentlemen. I am D.C. Lundberg, your way out of it host. And uh, what are we doing? This is brought to you by Built Bar, by the way. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network as well. Cannot forget that, even though I almost did. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program using whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners Podcast or any program here on the Locked On Podcast Network or TLOP and Clopping. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. That is L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G. If you are indeed scoring at home, Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it certainly has been an interesting few weeks over here. Uh, that intro is proof positive of that. Back on the show, uh, host of Locked On Rancho Cucamonga Quakes, J- Jason Hernandez. Jason, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. I think we're in a minor league mode today as you're wearing your Spokane cap, and I got my Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. Absolutely. But it is the 25th anniversary cap as they went back to the teal for one season. Nice. One of my favorite of all time caps. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they're back in the blue and or the royal blue, and unfortunately, uh, they're going to be demoted, which we will talk about today. We absolutely will be talking about that today because there was a huge minor league shakeup, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to talk about that on uh, this show. We're going to it really affected the Mariners at two levels: advanced A and short season A. And short season A is the Northwest League, so that affects fans all over the Northwest, so we're going to get into that as well. And we've got Jason to talk about the uh, Cal League, the California League, which is changing levels, and uh, the uh, Mariners are going to have an affiliate in that league. So that is why we are talking about that. The Northwest League is also changing levels. They used to be a short season single A league. They've moved up in the world. They are now an advanced A league, which means that fans all across the Northwest will be able to enjoy a full season minor league rather than a short season minor league. Spokane Indians are now a full season minor league team. The Everett Aqua Sox are now a full season minor league team as well. And the Everett Aqua Sox are going to remain a Mariners affiliate, just at a different level. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Northwest League used to be an eight-team league. They have contracted by two teams. The Boise Hawks are now no longer a part of the Northwest League. They are, go- they are moving to the Pioneer League. They are still going to play ball. They're going to the Pioneer League, which up until last season was another rookie league. But they will be an independent league team next year, not affiliated with Major League Baseball. The other team that the Northwest League is losing is the Salem-Kaiser Volcanoes. And they are not currently part of any league. And their status is up in the air. They want to continue to play in some capacity. And that uh, might not come to fruition, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think it's going to come to fruition at all, to be honest. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. It, I don't either. It's unfortunate. The six remaining teams in the Northwest League, three of them are remaining affiliated with the teams in which they were affiliated with before. The uh, Everett Aqua Sox are remaining a Mariners affiliate, moving from low A to high A. The Hillsboro Hops are remaining a Diamondbacks affiliate. And the Vancouver Canadians are remaining a Blue Jays affiliate. The Eugene Emeralds are changing affiliations. They are going from the Cubs to the Giants. The Tri-City Dust Devils 
are moving from the Padres to the Angels organization. And my Spokane Indians are no longer a Texas Rangers affiliate, which honestly I'm kind of relieved at So <laughs> because I'm not a Rangers fan. But they are, they're going to be a Colorado Rockies affiliate next season. So they're not even in the same – the Rockies are not in the same league as the Mariners. I might have a new favorite National League team just because of this, ladies and gentlemen. And I am so happy that the Spokane Indians are now a full-season minor league team because this city, this city can support it, gang. Last season, which is 2019 because there was no 2020 season, Spokane ranked second in the Northwest League in attendance only behind the Vancouver Canadians. Spokane and Vancouver were the only two cities to draw over 200,000 fans in the 2019 season. And the third place team was the Hillsboro Hops at 133,000. Everett incidentally drew 116,630 fans in 2019 with an average attendance of 3,069. But they also have one of the smaller stadiums in the Northwest League. So, fans of uh, the Northwest League, it's going to look a lot uh, look a lot different uh, next year, but some things are going to uh, remain the same. Second half of the show, we're going to talk about the Cal League, and Jason Hernandez will do that. But first, I oh. forgot to throw to Jason if he has any thoughts on the Northwest League whatsoever. What are your thoughts on this and the minor league shakeup at large? Uh, let's just do the Northwest League, and then I'll go and to large on the next segment you got as far as the northwest league goes i think this is a home run for those teams that you mentioned spokane especially being second up there vancouver can absolutely um they they can absolutely support a full season and it shows in their numbers it shows in the passion of their fans yes mainly because the blue jays are canada's team you know people from vancouver they support the blue jays this can be attested to my buddy um as Preston or Poot Poot, the minimalist <laughs> artist. You got to get he's that plug Van- in there, don't you? He's from Vancouver. He's a big Blue Jays fan because that is Canada's team. That's Absolutely. really the sole reason why. Yeah. The Vancouver Canadians drew 235,980 fans in 2019. In a Aver- short season. In a, this is a short season. This is a 76-game season. Average attendance of 6,210, which I know Damn. does not seem like a lot for fans of Major no, League Baseball. It's a but lot. for minor leagues, that's very, very good. The Spokane Indians drew 200,273 fans. Average attendance of 5,720. And speaking from my experience here... My experience here in Spokane, pardon me, it's hard to find Spokane Indians tickets. You have to get them when when the tickets go on sale. Otherwise, you're either going to be stuck in the left field bleachers where you're going to get burnt to a crisp in the sun or the game's just going to be sold out entirely. It is very difficult to get Spokane Indians tickets. Yeah, and I, and I think the Pacific Northwest, they can do this for the whole season. I think they'll still average about 5,000 fans, maybe more. Vancouver is going to be the one team that is going to wipe everyone off the floor with attendance. I mean, sorry to Spokane, but Vancouver is in a different level because it is a Toronto-based affiliation. Oh, yeah. To get 6,000 in any minor league is very good, and I think they can sustain that for the entire season. When you look at the Cal League teams here, they don't draw that much, and I'll talk more about that after the break. Mm-hmm. which we're going to get to right now, right? We're going to get to it in just a second. I want to talk about some more, some more of these attendance figures because there are some things jumping out at me. Vancouver yeah. drew 6,200 fans a game, essentially. Spokane drew just shy of 5,300 fans per game. And then you've got Hillsborough at 3,500, mm-hmm. uh, Eugene at about 3,500, Everett at 3,000, and Tri-City at about 2,300. Uh, Vancouver's off the charts. 
Spokane is almost off the charts. And everybody else is kind of back down to a normal level. Spokane and Vancouver are outdrawing the league. It's 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 fun to see. And Spokane, I gotta yeah. say, Spokane loves their Spokane Indians. Get ready for some hockey crossover here. There's Ooh. a reason I'm gonna bring this up. Of course, there of is. Tease. Yeah, a little bit of a tease. A little bit of a tease. We're yeah. saving that for the second half of the show. Yeah, because we got to talk about Built Bar, baby. We got to talk about Built Bar, but we got to get to the trivia corner first, don't we? Yeah. All right, let's do it. We have a trivia question for you today, and the trivia question is: What color underwear is JD wearing? No, <laughs> no that's not that's 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 not the question. I'm only kidding. We're we're going to do their hall pass. Calm down, calm down. And today's hall pass, kind of, let's this might be an offbeat one. Let's see what you guys have to say at home, because I'm curious. There are not many catchers in the Hall of Fame, and today's hall pass is indeed a catcher who played 19 major league seasons in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. He is a three-time Gold Glove Award winner. He's an eight-time All-Star. He won six Silver Sluggers, career average of, of 252, slugging a 440 on base of 313, 324 home runs, 305 doubles, 1,070 runs batted in, and he usually played on teams that were not that great. Over his career, he threw out 39% of of attempted base thieves, while the league average during that same time was 33%. Would you put this man in the Hall of Fame? I will tell you who it is after this word from Built Bar. And, J.D., I'm springing this on you. You get to do the ad. Oh, hey, how about that? (laughs) Well, try all the fabulous Built Bar flavors, such as cookies and cream cherry barcia double chocolate, among others. And Built Built Bar's website has a plethora of limited flavors, such as candy cane brownie and white chocolate cookies and cream which is fantastic by the way and not only that but they are very healthy for you they come in a variety of flavors they are only 130 calories only four grams of sugar 17 grams of protein so not only are they packed with protein and healthy for you but they taste fantastic they taste like a candy bar as dc is proudly holding one up right there for those of you that have a nut allergy they're made in a nut free facility so you can try those for yourselves at builtbar.com use the promo code locked on to get 20 percent off your next order of built bar and don't forget to try the amazing flavors of built go and hey try some built boost too oh that's right there's built boost that come in three fantastic flavors which i have in my hot little hand right here apricot pineapple lemon lime and pomegranate green apple that is fantastic. JD, have They're- you ever tried to mix the Built Boost drink powder with a plain iced tea? I have not. It's delicious. Maybe I'll try that. Mm-hmm. It's packed with 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C, 11 milligrams of zinc, and some echinacea. It has 100% of 14 daily vitamins and minerals. So definitely try the caffeine-free immunity boost. Once again, go to BuiltBar.com. Enter promo code Locked On. To get twenty percent off your next order of Built Bar, Built Bar is the best tasting candy bar, or rather protein bar, in the world. And I know why you made that mistake because they taste darn close to a candy bar, don't they? They taste like a candy. Hey, you know what? The white chocolate. Not even kidding here. It is pretty freaking delicious. If you saw my promo that I did uh, with the dog that I hiked with, Zuri, yeah. She posed with some of the built 
bar products that we have and i gotta say they're fantastic it got me that little boost climbing that mountain yes indeed thank you very much that was jason jd hernandez talking about built bar why did i just wrap up that segment you don't wrap up promos dc what are you doing now let's get to the hall pass the answer to the hall the answer to the hall pass uh the stats i mentioned jason do you think this guy's a hall of famer or not um I don't think I know who it is. The numbers are okay. Uh, just tell me briefly, is it National League or American League? He played up uh, 16 of his 19 years were in the American League. In the American League? Yes, sir. Ooh. Um, I got to say, I probably... I mean, catchers are kind of that... Uh, I don't know. Would one of those teams maybe the Tigers? Yes. Okay. That was kind of a guess. Famous Tigers catches. The only ones are Pudge Rodriguez and Lance Parrish. You forgot Bill Freehand. Ah. But it's not Bill Freehand. Uh, is it one of those <laughs> two that I mentioned? It possibly could be, yes. Is it Lance Parrish? That's Lance Parrish. Those are Lance Parrish's numbers, yeah. Not a Hall of Famer. Not a Hall of Famer, but I uh, but I, but I got to say, that's those are very, very good numbers. There are so few catchers in the Hall of Fame, and I'm not sure why that is because he was – near the head of his class as a catcher during his 19-year career. 19-year career, ladies and gentlemen. Six Silver Sluggers, eight All-Star appearances. He was very, very good in his time. Uh, did he win any championships? He won, He was a, a member of the 1984 World Series champion Tigers, yes. I don't know. I mean, he was very good. I'm not advocating for him to be in the Hall of Fame. I just kind of wanted to point out that there are so few catchers, and this might be why, because he was one of the better ones in Major League Baseball throughout the majority of his career and yet only pulled in 1.7% of the Hall of Fame vote in his, only, in his only ballot. But, you know, Robbery. You Robbery. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to leave that for the folks at home to decide while Jason and I take a break and I try to unscramble my brain. Welcome back to Locked On Mariners. Once again, your host, D.C. Lundberg. All righty, time for the second half of Locked On Mariners, or almost time for the second half of Locked On Mariners, because, ladies and gentlemen, the, ha- the holidays are about giving, so I am giving you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountStudios.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. Subscribe to Locked on Bets today, wherever you get your podcasts. And now it's time for the second half of Locked on Mariners. I am built to finish the show. Ha, ha, and ha. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, uh uh-huh. That's the way it's kind of going. We talked about the uh, Northwest League or the Norwest League or the NWL in the first half of the show. And we're going to talk about uh, the California League or the Cal League or the CL. Yeah. Um, there was a couple things I wanted to point out about the PNW really quick before going to the Cal League. All right, let's do it. And this is related. So you mentioned that the two teams in top were Vancouver and Spokane, obviously. Yes, sir. And how they can sustain it for a whole season. This is akin to something that happened in hockey a few seasons ago with their minor league shakeup. And th- this is this is related directly to my line of work because I used to work for the ECHL. Now I work for the American Hockey League and now with the Lockdown Podcast Network covering the Ducks. 
So a few years ago, the ECHL had a bunch of teams that they absorbed from the West Coast, including the Ontario Reign, where they constantly were among the league leaders in attendance. They averaged about seven to 8,000 fans, routinely getting over 9,000 fans per game. That's uh, over minor what? League hockey. Over 9,000. Over 9,000! 9, oh. Damn it. You're welcome, America. <laughs> America, I fell for that joke. Hook, line, and sinker, and I can't <laughs> believe I didn't see it. Anyway, so the Ontario Reign... Oh, stop it, DC. <laughs> so the Ontario Reign were among the league leaders. He's way too giddy about this, folks. I'm trying to get him to spit out his water. That did not work. Anyway, so among the league leaders, the Ontario Reign were kind of in a league of their own as far as attendance goes. That's double A hockey. So surely they will do well in triple A hockey, which is exactly what happened. And one of the primary reasons why the Ontario Reign moved from the ECHL to the American Hockey League, which is now the triple A or just one level below the National Hockey League. They still average around 8,000 fans per game. Uh, the San Diego Goals, they are among the league leaders. They average about 9,000 a game. Hershey Bears, they're about the same. So when you talk about those kind of attendance numbers, I think, and this does segue into the Cal League, mm -hmm. this could be another reason why there is a switch from short league to full season in the PNW is they can sustain this for a full season. Whereas down here in the Cal League, you had a bunch of games where there was maybe a few hundred fans for a couple of markets. And I will tell you which markets they are. Uh, Bakersfield struggled with attendance. Uh, Visalia a little bit. Not so much Lake Elsinore. Lake Elsinore did well. Inland Empire, the 66ers, they had a plethora of games that I went to where there was hundreds of fans in the stands. The Quakes, they were in the thousands. They have a very, very strong following. The branding is there. So this does hurt a couple of teams like the Quakes that get thousands of fans per game. They do pretty well. But when you talk about attendance in the Cal League compared to the Northwest, it's kind of incomparable when you talk about those two specific teams. Whereas the lower attendance teams in the PNW are about the same attendance as the highest attended leagues in the Cal League. Wow. So when you consider that, it probably makes a little bit of sense why the Cal League got demoted yeah. from Advanced A to Short Season A. Yeah. And I know this is going to hurt fans down here a lot in the Cal League. And there is one particular market that gets hurt the most, and that is Fresno. I know you wore that cap <laughs> earlier, the Fresno Tacos or now the Fresno Grizzlies. I did. Um, I didn't even know that we were going to be talking about that. That's cool. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't know if you heard too much about some of the goings on in Fresno and how their citizens and fans over there, they're pretty ticked off. I don't know if you've heard about that or not. No. Okay, so... Uh, Fresno, they're a triple-A city, as you may know. In fact, they are the southernmost triple-A team in California, or they were, rather, okay. as Fresno is now joining the Cal League. So they get demoted all the way from triple-A to short season A. Ugh. That's a big-time demotion. It sure is. And Fresno has a damn good following in their league. They get a, a ton of fans that go out there. So that's the one team that I feel really bad for. So wait a second, the Fres the, I'm sorry to, to cut in, but Fresno is going from the Pacific Coast League to the Cal League, so they're going from AAA to low A. I just want to make sure I got that right. 
Unfortunately, you have that exactly right. Holy Toledo. <laughs> They're a different league. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You, See, I set you I up for that. I got mine, too. You got, yep. Touche, sir. Uh, so there are only eight teams in the Cal League as of right now. The Fresno Grizzlies, which I can't believe. San Jose Giants, Stockton Ports. The 66ers, the Lake Elsinore Storm. The Visalia Rawhide. The Rancho Cucamonga Quakes that had I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. And a team that you're familiar with. The Modesto Nuts. Yes. A team that a team that Mitch Hanniger is definitely familiar with. <laughs> what? Yes, indeed. What? Yep. <laughs> I said nothing wrong. He played for the Modesto Nuts, right? Yeah, he did. He did. After yeah. uh after busting a uh, anyways. Um, uh, anyway. The, Sorry, uh, the Modesto for, Nuts. He didn't play for the Modesto Nuts. <laughs> yeah, but the Modesto uh, Nuts are the uh have been a Mariners affiliated with the Mariners, pardon me, since 2017, and they are remaining a Mariners affiliate, going from advanced A to low A. So basically, in the Mariners uh, system, Everett and Modesto are just switching places. In effect, exactly right. Yes, um, and I'll I'll tell you how else this affects the California League is there are a couple teams that are now lost. As well, first off. When the season began in or was supposed to begin in 2020, yeah, there was going to be some changes there as well as far as some ballpark adjustments and some enhancements. Unfortunately, that's going to go completely on the wayside and, in fact, wiped out the entirety of the 2020 season. And the Oakland A's, they used the Giants um, ballpark as an alternate roster training site, which is cool. But there was a team that folded the Lancaster Jethawks. They mm. folded completely. So not only are they not playing in any type of college ball, but they're not playing at all. Right. So the Jethawks are a casualty of that. And they kind of went the way of the Bakersfield blaze. And one of my favorite teams, the high desert Mavericks from a while back. Who remembers the high desert Mavericks? I believe they're a former Mariners affiliate. I believe, yeah, they were a former Mariners affiliate way back in the day. And I uh, the think Mavericks. in the uh, Inland Empire 66ers were as well, if I recall correctly. I can go into history on that. Um, oh. There is a connection between San Bernardino and the Mariners, a big-time connection that I don't know if fans are familiar with, but they used to be called the San Bernardino Spirit. Yes, they did. And I know this because there was someone very famous that was on that team Garth Brooks no I I bet you know who this is this is my trivia question to you which Hall of Famer played in the San Bernardino spirit in 1987 and 1988 probably Edgar Martinez no not Edgar Lance Parrish (laughs) (laughs) no someone pretty well known and I happen to have that particular jersey because I'm a jersey head no um Ken, Ken Griffey, Griffey Jr. Jr. Yeah, I just got it. Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. played in San Bernardino to start off. He played at the stadium. I, in fact, have a San Bernardino spirit Ken Griffey <laughs> Jr. jersey. Yep. Yes, and I treasure it, baby. Treasure it a lot. But going back to the shakeup, uh, the Rawhide, they're going to be affiliated with the Diamondbacks. The Quakes are still the Dodgers. The Storm are still the Padres. The 66ers are still the Angels. Stockton is still Oakland. The Giants are the Giants. The Nuts are still the Mariners. And Fresno Grizzlies, they will be affiliated with the Colorado Rockies. Yes. Is so, that the only team that changed hands? It is. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's folded. 
So with sure. the Jahats folding, mm-hmm. that left Colorado with no affiliate over there at the time. Right. So this does suck for the teams down here. But like I said, Visalia, they're a small ballpark. They barely drew anything. Mm-hmm. Fresno has a big ballpark. And that's I just... A, they do. That's a 10,000 here. Go ahead. That's a, yeah, that's a huge minor league ballpark, 10,650. And I just realized with Fresno being affiliated with Colorado, Spokane's affiliated with Colorado. So my, my uh, Fresno Tacos hat, which is a one-off promo that the Grizzlies did a few seasons ago... It's now relevant to the city I live in, which is terrible oh English. I'm sorry. Yes. And, <laughs> really? um, and a couple other kind of small things that I want to bring up as far as uh, the change around here. Can I bring up something very, very, very short before before you do that? Because I get, because our regular emailer, Aiden Sones, his minor league team in uh, Hartford, the Hartford Yard Goats, also a Rockies affiliate. So I'm probably I'm going to get pretty familiar with the Rockies organization here pretty soon, aren't I? Hey, how about that? Buddy? How about that? Okay, go for it, JD. Um, so the kind of weird thing here is the placement of Vesalia and Fresno. How they're miles apart, but they're in different divisions, so they're not going to see each other as much. Mm-hmm. Or you used to have four teams down in a specific area kind of close by you used to have the biggest field blaze that were right there or the mavericks they also used to be right there aren't they in dallas though uh something like that <laughs> now with lancaster going on the wayside now they're gonna have to do a little bit of travel as far as going from that area so you'll have a triad of teams mm-hmm. within driving distance lake yeah. elsinore ie and rancho and by the way, Lake Elsinore has one of the more beautiful minor league stadiums, uh, the Diamond. It's completely gorgeous. It's kind of an old-style type of ballpark. Uh, think about how the ballparks were built in the 90s, kind of that classic style, that retro-type style. That's what the Diamond is like. Now I kind of want to go there. It's an amazing ballpark. It's one of my favorite minor league ballparks. Yeah. Uh, probably my f- second favorite. <laughs> non-biased my my favorite ballpark in the cow league but of course biased i gotta go rancho because you know geography yeah <laughs> and my buddy works there shout out cody but yeah this this does leave a sour taste for the fans here in the cow league because they're used to having baseball start at a certain time now we're not going to get that uh, the short season is going to make it maybe three months tops, and that's it. We're not used to that because the Cal League has been a full season league since I can remember. Yeah, and actually, I have some experience with this. When I moved to Spokane a few a few years ago, it was very hard waiting for the start of the season because it starts in mid June. It's mid June when the season starts, and it's you know this anticipation builds up and builds up and. The from a, the beginning of April when the major league season starts to the middle of June when the short season minor league starts, it is the longest two and a half months you can imagine. I do not envy fans of the Cal League. I don't. I don't honestly. Yeah, it's it's going to be lean times. I kind of don't want to end on that sour note. Let's not so, do that then. So instead, I'll focus on the good times that we had in Advanced A, where we saw a ton of great players make it up or we saw a lot of players on rehab go to advanced a it's it's where it's at yeah you know go to to minor league ballparks check out the games they're a lot of fun guys they are they are a lot of fun they are a whole lot of fun and they're affordable which is not something you can say about major league baseball anymore affordable yeah (laughs) 
See, because because of my position, I could say, you know, better than affordable, but you know, well, yeah. And 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 I'll say this too: the food at a Vista Stadium is better than the food at Safeco Field, and it's a whole the, lot cheaper. Except, except what? Except for the insects. <sighs> <laughs> And with that, we're going to wrap up today's show of Locked on Mariners. Don't forget that you can rate, comment, subscribe to Locked on Mariners if you haven't already. And you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you hear your podcasts. And make sure to email Locked on Mariners at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. And also, you can follow DC Lundberg at DC underscore Lundberg, spelled L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G. And you can follow the program at LO underscore Mariners. And you can follow me at StimpyJD. Follow my show, Locked on Anaheim Ducks, at LO underscore Ducks. But definitely check out Locked on Mariners. And don't forget to check out Locked on Bets, Locked on MLB. All of those fine programs you can find on the Locked on Podcast Network. I saved you there, huh? Yeah, you did. And with that, I think we're... Well, you never said where they can find you on Twitter, Jason. Yeah, so we fine. know. So you know what? It's fine. CBJD LO underscore ducks. I was going to say, since you did my clothes, I'll do your clothes. You can find Jason on Twitter at StimpyJD LO underscore ducks for his great show, Locked on Anaheim Ducks. You have to look up Locked on Anaheim Ducks in your uh, in, while you search, because if you just search Locked on Ducks, you'll just get Field and Stream. So look yeah. up Locked on Anaheim Ducks or for Jason get a Hernandez. College team that Washington fans hate. Yes, indeed. Uh, That's it. Thanks for listening to today's show, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back next time with something. Join us then. So long. This is Joey Martin speaking for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 